Is that a new Blackwing? <laughs> I'm riding with a friggin' Wopex, people. The ex- Deal with oh, it. my God. Hello, and welcome to episode 99, one episode away from three digits of the Erasable Podcast. Woohoo! We got 99 <laughs> problems and a pencil ain't one. Yeah. <laughs> I was wondering if that was going to show up. Uh, before we hit the big 100, we're here to talk about some of the latest releases from Field Notes and from Black Wings, as well as other pen- interesting pencil items. Um, I'm on hosting duties tonight. I'm Andy Welfley. And joining me are um, my 99 problems, uh, uh, Johnny Gamber <laughs> and Tim Wassum. Hey, guys. Hey. Andy. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, we have, um, we have something exciting exciting plan for you for episode 100 so i think we'll um we'll keep this pretty short and light so we can kind of get concentrating on that so um yeah let's jump jump right in um johnny what are you consuming and what are you writing with for the tools of the for your tools of the trade awesome so i am by myself rewatching season one of um handmaid's tale because i read the book recently and i can't remember what happened in the book and what happened in the show before i start season two yeah but it's slow going because like won't watch it because, you know, the world we live in, it's hard to watch it. I mean, so yeah. <laughs> I don't know. Maybe my white male privilege makes me able to watch it. But for all those years of Catholic school. But it, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm uh, pushing through. It's so interesting because season two goes off book, right? Like it's kind of new territory for. Yeah. For it, which like, yeah, it's so crazy to me to think about like, what are they going to do? Like. Like, how are they going to take this out to, to like its logical conclusion? Ugh. Just, just read the news; they can find a way. <laughs> so then, I, I just started um, Future Man, which is also on Hulu, recommended by a friend. Which is completely the opposite kind of show—just ridiculous, like horrible language, blowing things up type thing. Yeah. It's um. Have you guys seen Future Man? Uh. Uh-uh. Nope. I mean, it's really dumb, but in a funny way. I think <laughs> Seth Rogen is one of the creators. So all right. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's it's a good um really really oh, dumb just, but really good. That's yeah. A, yeah. yeah. Like I just watched something <laughs> heavy. I'm gonna watch this now before I go to bed. So I don't have nightmares. Yeah. So yeah. And um I haven't read anything interesting lately. So we're planning for a trip. So that's blank and now I look ignorant. <laughs> so moving on. I'm writing with the of course the Blackwing one zero 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 three. But None of the new notebooks are actually in anyone's hands yet, so I'm using a regular Field Notes graph paper book and remembering why Field Notes are such nice books. It's really awesome. Did you say 10003? Did I? Yes, you did. <laughs> <laughs> Is there a limited edition I didn't even Wait, know about? You guys didn't get the super special one? Oh, well. <laughs> sorry. <laughs> the, the new fancy five-sided black wing, the Penta Pencil. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. The Penta Pencil. How about you, Tim? <laughs> I'm so excited. Uh, I'm so excited to try one of those. I don't have mine yet. We'll get to that later. Yeah. But um, I have been consuming. I just picked two things to talk about. First is I finally got around to starting the show The Good Place. Do you guys watch this? I no. have not, but I've heard so many in- amazing things about it. It's fantastic. It's I'm like I've, I've watched I watched the first seven episodes or something on Netflix on uh, season one, and then Jane went out of town, and then my mom came in town to stay with uh, me and the kids for the week. Like she's she's on a, a work trip. Uh, she came to visit and I was like, hey, have you heard of the show? And she said, 
no. And so I just started it over and we've watched the first six episodes again and I enjoyed it just as much the second time. It's, it's so fantastic, but it's, um, and I always forget the name of it. Is it, uh, Kristen Bell? Is that her name? I think so. I think so. Yeah. Ted Danson, yeah. I believe is who you're thinking. And of. Ted, yeah, no. Yeah. Sorry. I pronounced Ted <laughs> Danson wrong. <laughs> Kristen Bell and Ted Danson do look a lot alike. So <laughs> they do. Um, so it's, Yeah it's about heaven or some form of heaven uh, of what the actual real deal is. There's a good place and a bad place. And Kristen Bell goes up and she spends the whole episode finding out about this paradise that was designed just for her and her uh, community members. And then you find out that there's been some kind of mistaken identity and she's not supposed to be there, (laughs) (laughs) which is just an amazing premise, but it's, uh, it's an awesome show. I'm really enjoying it. It's making me, it's my ultimate judge of how good a comedy is is that when I watch it with Jane, if she laughs out loud, then it's like the funniest thing we've watched in a long time. Cause she doesn't, she's not, even if she thinks something funny, she doesn't uh, usually laugh out loud, but with the show, she, she like cackles. So yeah. that's, that's, we've been having fun with that. And as far as reading, I just started this today, but I, I do this thing in the summer um, because I have so much, well, relatively more time on my hands. I mean, I'm watching the kids full time, but I, I'm not teaching. Uh, and I end up reading like seven books at a time. Uh, where I'm like jumping from one to the other and it gets a little annoying. And so I finally got to the point where I uh, kind of dropped them. And it's like, I'm going to pick something that I'm going to blow through just to make myself feel like I'm a ch- accomplishing some uh, some reading <laughs> this yeah. summer rather than reading like one third of seven books. And my choice that even surprised me is the short story collection No Middle Name by Lee Child, which is the – I've talked about Lee Child before. I had read – uh, never go back, but this is a, his collection of short stories, like the Jack Reacher short stories. Um, and that just like checked all my boxes. It was like Jack Reacher sounds good. Something exciting. Cause I'm, I'm doing writing. I'm working on short stories right now and I'm really enjoying that. I'm doing accomplishing things. Uh, but I wanted to read something that was not similar to what I'm writing. I wanted to get out of my comfort zone, not only so that I don't like end up copying off of people that are similar to me, uh, or, but also so that something very different can influence writing in an interesting way. And so I landed on on Lee Child, and then Short Stories was perfect. And uh, so far, I'm really enjoying it. It's a, it's a cool collection. So No Middle Name by Lee Child. Uh, and I am writing with um, – I'm writing with – what, what, Tim, what are all those symbols that you ambition? put in your, in your uh, document? Oh, that's – I was just spelling out the pencil that I'm using. <laughs> I'm using a full face. <laughs> Um, <laughs> is that a new Blackwing? <laughs> I'm writing with a friggin' Wopex, people. The X deal with Oh, it. my God. <laughs> you just became my Wopex. favorite co-host. Oh, gosh. No, uh, but I... I, I yeah, so I'm, I'm writing with a Wopex. I'm writing with a 2B Wopex. Um, and the reason I, I'm writing with it is because I had... Johnny, you had sent me one of these? Mm-hmm. Because I've been wanting to try it. And I lost it for like a year and a half. I could not find it anywhere. <laughs> and today I was looking for something else and then stumbled across it. And I was like, oh my gosh, there it is. Here we go. And I and I took it with me to Henry at a dentist appointment. So I was sitting in the waiting room while he was back there and uh, was writing with it. And there you go. I spent about 30 minutes writing with the Wopex today. And one thing I realized about the Wopex, Johnny, one of my, that I, I've never, I don't think I've ever vocalized before, but a freshly sharpened Wopex especially the 2B, I'm only speaking about the 2B, feels really good. You know, it's nice and heavy. It, it puts down a good line. But once the point has worn down, I hate it. Hmm. I don't know if that makes sense. Like, you know, like You're some pencils, 
Are you sure yeah. that all the chemicals that you unleashed when you were sharpening it didn't just seep into your skin and give you a <laughs> yeah. high? I could have been just stoned out of my mind when I was writing with it, but uh, it's like taking a hit uh, of acid. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but uh, that's what. Yeah, it's like you know, certain pencils. There, there are some pencils like the uh, the Staedtler Norica. You know, the 2014 one, especially like when it wears down and it gets stubby, I even like like it more. You know, I like writing, like turning it around and writing on the, the soft edges. It's almost like using a, a marker or like a Sharpie or something. And I just love it. But with this one, once it dulls down the point, I hate it. And then I have to sharpen it again. So anyways, yeah. but it's uh, using that. And I'm writing in a red yeah, graph field notes ambition. Mm. Love that edition. Nice. Which is one of my all-time favorite um, that I, I when it when it came out, I remember trading people to get more of just this one, yeah, the, the red one because I love that. I'm, I'm obsessed with deep, dark reds, you know, red colors with notebooks and pencils and yeah. even fountain pen inks and stuff. Like I just love it. So that, I'm wearing um, a burgundy shirt for you right now. Oh, you what? I'm wearing a burgundy shirt for you right now. Oh, thank you. It's out of season. It's very autumnal. Yeah, thank you. <laughs> 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 I have some nice wearing clothes. <laughs> well, I, pre- I actually appreciate that to the alternative. My underwear. <laughs> I only, yeah, I only mentioned my shirt yeah. just to just to clarify. <laughs> like Daniel uh, Tiger. <laughs> Where's your pants, Daniel? <laughs> like get put dressed. Your, I'm like get dressed. Where's the rest of your clothes? <laughs> put your pants on, Tiger. Come on. Uh, yeah. Okay, Andy, how about you? <laughs> well, I can't beat that. Um, I'm, excited. I'm excited for this one. Yeah, um, I I sort of understood. Um, like I, I like Michael Chabon a lot. I think we've talked about him. I, I don't think I like him nearly as much as you do, Tim. Um, but I, I actually, um, like we talked about Summerland. I know is that's not your favorite Michael Chabon book, is it? This is the part Super. where I admit that that's the that and Tele- I haven't read Telegraph Avenue. I read yeah. like a quarter of it, and Summerland. I got halfway through and then stopped reading because I got to the end of a summer break. Oh yeah, uh, and never got back to it. And so now I just want to start it over. But it's I loved it. What's it? It, it it's it strikes me as I started reading it that this is like I feel like I feel like he wrote this with like you in his head like he <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> listened to future episodes of the Erasable Podcast and we're like okay this guy loves good writing and baseball and I'm just gonna write this like fantasy like fairy tale novel that just like celebrates baseball in like all of its forms yeah it's like it's well and honestly for me it's like I. I've talked before about how I don't like fantasy yeah. most of the time, you know. But like, if there's anything that's going to draw me into fantasy, yeah, it's baseball. Yeah. So and so, he, uh, yeah, I can't wait to start again. Yeah. So I'm I I started reading this Summerland on the plane. Um, I spent the last um, week and a few days in the Midwest. I went to Chicago for a few days, and then I went back to Indiana. And um, I've had this for a long time sitting in my Kindle, but for some reason I just never picked it up and for some reason it just struck me this is seems like the perfect time it's summer i'm going back to a a much more summery place than like san francisco right now so i started reading it and yeah i there are some baseball references that go over my head but i understand the basics and i understand i love the little like fantasy land that they set up i like the premise Mm of oh uh, yeah i love the metaphor the tree the The branches Um, yeah yeah. it's beautiful so it's uh and and then really like his uh intro in the front of the book uh he basically wrote like this is what made me just realize it was kind of tailor-made for you it was he was basically saying he 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 loves like michael chabon loves baseball and he loves like fantasy and he uh, he loves he he really wishes there was a story that celebrated both that he could read to his kids 
mm-hmm. but he th- that story doesn't exist. So he's like, well, I guess I have to write this story. So it's a little bit like this isn't this isn't a Harry Potter novel like sim- like Harry Potter like novel, but it has certain Harry Potter ish elements. Uh, in fact, he talks a little bit about Harry Potter in the intro um, because. What? It's yeah. not like that new, right? It's like 2005 or something. Yeah, or it's, when did it come out? It's early 2000s, and um, yeah. he, I think he was. It was before like the movies started getting like, like really, really popular. But after the novels have already started like just taking off. So he, mm-hmm. I, I mean, the way that the way that Harry Potter like incorporates Quidditch into a lot of it, like this, this celebrates actual <laughs> actual sports like baseball, um, <laughs> real sports. Yeah. And so I, I'm enjoying it a lot. There's, uh, there's like, yeah, some stuff I don't quite get that, that is mostly baseball related, but I'm really enjoying it. And, I, and I'm, I, I'm usually a big sci-fi over fantasy fan, but yeah. this one is just like the right amount of fantasy. So, send um, me some screenshots and I'll give you a tutorial. Perfect. <laughs> Can you ba- <laughs> baseball explain it to me? Yeah. Well, well, actually, baseball explain it to you. Yeah. yeah. Um. So then, yeah. So I'll, I'll, I'll fan explain it to you. I appreciate that. Yeah. Um, <laughs> what you don't understand about the Giants is, um, <laughs> so uh, yeah, reading that, um, I haven't actually been watching much TV at all, but only because I haven't been around TVs too much. Um, I've been kind of away um, away from my house, and so as I kind of settle back into it, um, also in a couple weeks, uh, Katie is leaving for a week. Um, to like for a work trip and so i'll be by myself which means i'm going to watch a lot of things that katie doesn't want to watch so it's usually Mm. things like bojack horseman or rick and morty or (laughs) star trek or something yeah so we'll 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 see what happens next time i come back to you with this (laughs) it's gonna be it's gonna get crazy right all right i feel like our next episode is gonna be like three and a half hours long oh yeah (laughs) all tools of the trade and throw that away (laughs) and so i'm uh yeah and i'm writing uh with a coffee stir onto my cup which you know makes sense no, uh, that is what Johnny wrote into Use my. Use what you got. It's, it's what I'm doing. I am also writing with a um, a, a Blackwing uh, 10,004. Uh, <laughs> one more than Johnny's. Uh, no, the, the the new Blackwing, which we're going to talk about in a bit, and I'm actually writing in my Baron Fig Confidant Metamorphosis, which I just happen to have in front of me because I'm at work right now. Um. All right, let's move on to uh, fresh points. Johnny, do you want to start us off with that? So um, in social media today, was it, um, Musgrave has a new logo and yeah. they announced they're going to start shaking stuff up. So yeah. I have no idea what that means, but it's awesome. I'm I just going to get like a real website now or something. I just want to, uh, <laughs> I, I know that the, uh, the Hulans, Hulans, Hulans uh, are in charge of Musgrave and this is, I don't know if they listen to our podcast. I don't know if they, they know we exist, but uh, we would like you to come on to our podcast and talk to us about Musgrave. That would be so awesome. So uh, that would be amazing. Get in touch, erasable.us. Yeah, sorry, Johnny, <laughs> to interrupt. Oh no, no, no. Yeah. So, um, I mean, I guess that's not really that much of a fresh point. It's just like, a, hey, that's out there. Yeah, that's interesting. I mean, the logo looks really cool. I'm surprised that um, it's so different than what I would think a new Musgrave logo would look like. That makes sense. Yeah. Can you explain it's, it a little uh, bit? Well, it's a diamond sort of on its side with an M in, in it. Hmm. It kind of looks like the Eberhard Faber um, logo with the star with the diamond around it, right? Yeah. Yeah. So that's it's got a blue background, and the the sort of image itself is red. So I don't know if that's just what the way they drew it or a mock-up or if they're actually going to have some sort of like company colors. Yeah. 
They're interesting colors. Hmm. As hip and cool as that little logo is, <laughs> it makes me. No, I'm actually about to say something very positive. <laughs> I uh, I am super curious if they're gonna like redo things in like a bigger way and even have like a competitor for Blackwing volumes or something. You know, like what? where they're gonna start, where they're gonna that start making like cool cool pencils. You know, like and not just like where they're gonna allow themselves to leave the world of just mass producing pencils for you know whatever people running for county commissioner um <laughs> just for example yeah just for example just off the top of my head uh, yeah i don't know just thought just thought about that just think i think yeah, it, was, might, it might be cool if they yeah. end up kind of rebranding but also upgrading and, and and doing what they do but also kind of stepping up and doing more like cedar stuff i just i mean i, I hate yeah. to like snowball and like a po- snowball of positivity but if they started making like nice cedar pencils in america again yeah um, it would be that would be an interesting move because they private label for so many other brands out there like mm-hmm, mm-hmm. like if they were if they started like competing with some of blackwing's other i guess palomino's other brands golden mm-hmm. bear and palomino and prospector all that like that would be um super weird because they already make those like they oh, make those true. for yeah. pencils.com but yeah yeah i mean that's true the more they can kind of yeah they can do their own thing though and it's not like an attack it's just like I mean, absolutely yeah putting some more good pencils out there yeah yeah plus they have in factory they could literally do anything mm-hmm yeah interesting hmm hmm so, I hope uh, it announces something that out awesome. there yeah, yeah. So, so Musgrave if you if you're listening come on the show and tell us what you're gonna do <laughs> yeah, please so or, yeah we've seen um, Henry the guy that runs it. He's been on TV and stuff a lot, and he looks like a fun guy to hang out with. Yeah, or have a coffee he, or be. He with. was. He and Caroline were by far my favorite people on that that pencil documentary. Like yes, he. Mm-hmm. I mean, he was just there. He was talking about how like pencils got started being made from like cedar fences and like Appalachia and like the southwest or southeast, and and Caroline talked about like selling pencils in her shop, and then there was just like like douchebag agency people talking about how it represents the perfect, you know, example of creativity or whatever. Um, <laughs> sorry, sorry if that guy listens to the show, but <laughs> yeah, well, a lot of that film could have been about a Sharpie. Yeah. Right. Like yeah. Anti-technology rants. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. But, um, so speaking of black wings and custom pencils, um, we've talked before that black wing is doing custom pencils, but the minimum order is a thousand and you can't resell them. So John Morris and our group took the giant task upon himself to put this together. So if you're in our Facebook group, you probably already know there are going to be pencils that say the Erasable Podcast Pencil Community on them. And there, I think he's, he's working with them to put the order in. Yeah. So that's awesome. Did you guys John sign Sispus. up? <laughs> M- Morris. Yes. <laughs> that is an amazing task that he's taking on himself. Yeah. Um, Every I, time I say anything, pretty awesome. I feel like I should thank him for this. I I applaud John for the for the effort and for doing that for sure. Like I like we we I think we talked amongst ourselves about it a little bit, and we we didn't really want to do like like we've never made custom erasable podcast pencils just because I think that the expectations people would have of our custom pencils would be way higher than just slapping our name on like a Musgrave or even a Blackwing really. Like if we did like erasable pencils, like we would so want to have like just 
control every aspect of the design and the production, and we just can't order in that kind of a quantity, I don't think. Yeah, we had talked yeah. about that years ago, yeah. doing like a Kickstarter and trying to like design something, but it's just, it's an unbelievably huge yeah. <laughs> task to, to take on. So, um, one day, one day. Yeah, so so kudos to you, to you John. If, if you want to take part in this, um, well, first go join the community so you can uh, so you can do that, but then seek out John Morris's post. Um, I'll, um, I think I'll, maybe I'll pin it to the top or something and, uh, just fill out the order form. I think right now it's, he's looking at, um, you can get a dozen, correct me if I'm wrong. It's a dozen pearls and a dozen 602s. Is that what we're looking at? No. Um, so they all have the pearl core and they do gloss black and gloss white. So he talked him into splitting it. So it would be a box of white and a box of black. Cool. And so, uh, so I believe it's those, a box of black, a box of white, with the erasable podcast com- com- community on the side of it, um, yeah. for like fifty some dollars, including shipping, right? It's a uh, fifty-six without shipping. Okay, <laughs> I have, I have my facts like all wrong. Five fifty. Yeah. Well, I, I I screwed up my order and forgot the shipping. Yeah, I'll uh, I'll but, go ahead uh, and I'll go ahead and put a link to his post in the show notes, and then if you're in the if you're in the group, it should go right to it. If you're not in the group. I don't know what you're going to do <laughs> because it's for the it's for that community. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um. So I mean, I, can people still sign up? I I, I forgot. Good question. Because cool. I was really busy running the sign up. Yeah. <laughs> but um, I mean, if not, uh, maybe it might happen again. Yeah. So that's cool. And uh, maybe next time they'll have a little more options, which would be even cooler. Yeah. Um, so I'm off to Boston next week for a whole week with all three of my children. So that'll be interesting. <laughs> I, I might may or may not be here for episode 100. But anyway, <laughs> so I get to meet up with Dee and Les from the RSVP podcast and Melissa, who's a member of our Facebook group. So that'll be super fun. I'm really excited for that. Yeah. What are and you going to do? Just drink coffee so and last swear? Year, well, last year we met at the tea shop, and then we descended on um, Bob Slate and Black Ink, which was fun. So, and I heard a rumor that the people who made Bob Slate's signature notebooks, including the Mount Tom, no longer make notebooks. Oh no! So I don't know if they found another supplier or what, but I'm afraid to ask. I'll just wait till I get there and see. Bummer. But uh, yeah. yeah. So hopefully there'll be good news from Bob Slate next time we we chat. And um, so the only other. Fresh point I have is that Blackwing had a contest on their um, Instagram story to find the two prime numbers that you multiply together to get 10,001. And um, apparently you actually won a prize. I Hmm. got a message that they're going to send something, which is cool. Yeah. So they were 73 and 137. Hmm. And you put them together. That's also a palindrome, just like 10,001. Oh, man. I missed that part. I was like, oh, 73, that's easy. That's one of theirs. And seven and three <laughs> added together equals 10. <laughs> <laughs> I've been messaging exploding. them on their Instagram over and over again, like, when's volume 137? <laughs> so, so if they do that one day, I want credit. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. So that's all I've got. How about you, Mr. Tim? Well, uh, first thing, this is brief, but... If you haven't, uh, those of you who are writers, who well, no matter what you write, um, if you haven't used Scrivener, Scrivener's an awesome app. Uh, I think it's come up before 
on uh, on the podcast, but Scrivener finally in the last year came out with an iOS app that I've been using uh, this week, uh, writing, uh, working on some short stories in there, and I uh, really love it. It's really it's pretty simple, but it syncs with Dropbox, and then it can sync with your desktop version of Scrivener. It's pricey. Yeah, um, as Scrivener is. Yeah, as Scrivener is, but it's um, it is. But like when you think about it, if if you are the type of person who takes writing as seriously, as seriously enough to get a program that does it right, I mean, twenty dollars is not yeah. a ton of money. Same thing. Like I mean, if you were a design, I mean, if you're doing design or something, and you spend thousands of dollars on Photoshop design program, yeah, Adobe <laughs> products, yeah, just for <laughs> example, for just for example, you know, like that. That's whatever if you're a, a runner you're going to spend 160 dollars on a really nice pair of running shoes or whatever i don't know so it's not really in a grand scheme of things it's not that much and yeah. it's gives you so much flexibility with moving things around and uh splitting up chapters and writing them in separate documents and being able to shuffle the order and then compile them all together when you're done it's pretty awesome and in the in the i actually last night was writing in bed, like I just couldn't fall asleep because I had this idea for a short for another short story and and started writing. And next thing I knew, thirty minutes later, I had six, almost six hundred words down in the Scrivener app. And uh, and what I've what I've kind of learned about my writing process over the last few weeks of doing more writing is that when I sit down to write at my little desk, I I have to start by hand. Um, I start by hand in a notebook, kind of get it, get the creative juices flowing. I'll write with a pencil for a while for a few pages. And then once I feel like things are really rolling and I need to speed up because I don't have six hours straight to work on stuff, then I switch to Scrivener on my laptop or whatever and, and keep writing. And that's been working really well for me. So if you haven't checked out the app, uh, you should. So. Speaking of Scrivener, so I was just listening to the latest RSVP podcast. Um, mm-hmm. Featuring our friends Les and, and Dee and um, Lenore, and uh, Les was on with a special with Harry Marks as her guest. Did you two listen yeah. to this? I did. Yeah, yeah, that was a great uh, episode. I mean, Harry does so many amazing things that I had no idea that he's done a series of um, short Scrivener tutorials. Oh yes, uh, uh, Scrivener in sixty seconds. Yeah, I yeah i I think that's awesome. He's he he like has his he dips his toe into a lot of pools. It's a perfect premised yeah. Scrivener 60 seconds is one of those things where and he explains this on the podcast but like I totally agreed with him that you go to look up something on like how to do it. it's like looking up a recipe online and you're like I want to know how to make you know whatever or spinach artichoke dip or something and then you look it up and then you find a blog that has a recipe and there's like <laughs> 7,000 words that lead up to the actual recipe at the bottom you're like I don't want to know what your kids said after school when they came home like <laughs> I just need I this want. recipe I'm cooking it right now I'm cooking it right now yeah. so like you go you look up these Scrivener things and they spend six minutes describing to you what Scrivener is I'm like I know what that is I just want to know how to do the thing and that's what he's doing so yeah. I think it's great yeah so good call um, pointing this- that out Besides, besides that, it's such a good episode anyway. So I'll put a it link is. in show notes to that episode of RSVP. Yeah, absolutely. Um, I am going to get into some acetone adventures in the next few days. I have had a good friend Jason uh, sending us some, or sending me some tutorials on how to do this and like all of his secrets because he sent some really cool ones that I mentioned the other day or the other episode. Uh, really cool hack wings that have 
uh, the the lacquer stripped, and so I'm gonna. St- I bought some acetone the other day. I'm gonna start messing around with that, and I've got a pool of pencils. I'm gonna start with, which he pointed out, which makes total sense. That since you're using sandpaper in the process, that a round pencil works better because you're gonna mm. sand off some of the hex when you use a hex pencil. So, but the first pencil I'm gonna do, which I feel like is a a fun throwback to the early, 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 early days, first days of our podcast, is I'm gonna start with a Ticonderoga Laddie, which was like my first. Oh man. Like, that was like my first uh, pet pencil. Yeah, I guess <laughs> before I found the Palomino HP, I guess was the next one. But uh, you're gonna melt your fingertips off. <laughs> yeah, that it's worth it. <laughs> worth it. Um, so I'm gonna start start with a uh, a laddie and also a spangle. I'm gonna do those, and then I I even thought about doing a. Uh, I think I'm gonna do a golden bear jumbo. I was gonna do a the right notepads jumbo, but those are you know so rare that I don't want to ruin any and they're so pretty the yeah. awesome print on it so i'm going to do a those three so i'm going to do a spangle a golden bear jumbo and then a, and a laddie nice and uh yeah i posted something the other day that i was just going to mention here and i it feels like i don't know it feels a little weird doing this but i'm trying to um for my own personal classroom you know we it, as a teacher we're given like certain funds to use, but it's uh, small, not by the fault of our school, but just by the fault of the system. You know, yeah. uh, the small pool of money. I mean, it's like some years it's like $150 to use for supplies for my classroom for the year, um, which is not very much. And I really am just dying to build our classroom library. I would love to just buy a bunch of books, you know, use books or even through this, per- what I'm about to say, through uh, uh, websites just to buy some novels just to give like create a book flood on my students just so they have when they come into my classroom it's not the library but they can come in and there's just going to be a ton of books that are good books not just the same old crappy books that have been sitting around for 60 years in classrooms that nobody's touched in 20 years um and so i created a as a while ago but i'm kind of revamping it now or just putting it out there i created an adopt a classroom account to to raise money for my classroom specifically and uh, if you feel willing i would Absolutely appreciate it. And, and I've had several listeners to the podcast already give very generous donations, um, wow. which just blow just just blew my mind just to get those uh, from them. I mean, Larry and Kathy and Joe and these people that have donated just really means a lot to me. Yeah. Um, I, I think even a lot if of it's five dollars, even if it's a little, it just really helps. So yeah, I think a lot of non-American listeners and even some American listeners don't realize that just how underfunded the public school system is and how, yeah, like t- teachers don't have a lot of the, like like they buy a lot of the supplies they need out of their own pockets. So um, I think yeah, it's... Every, yeah, yeah, every week. I basically. think this... And I, yeah, go, go on, ahead. I'm sorry. I just, yeah, you're, you're absolutely right. It's just, it's 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 sad. I think it's there, we spend more on education than most other countries, but the money that's spent on education doesn't go to the actual teachers. It goes to the <laughs> the stuff surrounding it. So like I said, I've had I've had years where I got $150 and that's what I had to buy books for my room, to buy pencils, to buy paper, to buy uh you know, even I I get materials to teach with and yeah. to buy memberships to uh like I this year, I, I had to use half of my money to buy a membership to the National Council of Teachers of English because I wanted to get their publication. I wanted to be a part of that community and be able to go to their conference and stuff like that. Um, so, yeah, if you're if you're able, we'll put the link in the show notes. But to donate, even if it's a couple of bucks, five bucks, whatever, or 
more if you feel willing, but it's just, it's super helpful to get things that, uh, should be provided, but by no fault of my own school, no fault of, um, most of people in education. It's just, it's, it gets hard. So it just would really be helpful. Yeah. And I'm going to make a brief little announcement here on the podcast, but, um, we're, we're approaching episode 100 and it actually is going to function as a, or, or, or act as a kind of a turning point for me as well. Um, I am working on a new project, uh, that I'm super excited about. I've been excited about it for many months, uh, and I'll go into more detail about it later. I'm not going to talk about it a lot now, but um, I've been really drawn towards doing this, uh, and as a result of that, I've decided that I, th- I think I'm going to step back for a little, little while, just a little while, with Erasable. Um, I could never leave completely. <laughs> that would like we won't let shatter you. my soul. Yeah, that would sh- shatter my insides if I did that. Um, but I am starting a podcast, a, a, a second podcast with my good friend Jason, who lives here in town with me, and uh, with John Pattison, uh, who's a member of the group and uh, and listener of the podcast and good friend. And we are starting a podcast dedicated to, uh, to Wendell Berry, who's an author I've talked about here before, but an author who's really meant a ton in all three of our lives. And so we're putting together a podcast. It's called the membership. Uh, the membership, a, a Wendell Berry podcast, is the title of it. Uh, actually, tomorrow night we're recording kind of a practice episode where we're just going to talk about stuff and and see where it goes and see and just get used to talking with one another. That's not going to be necessarily a, a thing that we're going to release, but just to kind of get moving. And we'll be doing a couple seasons a year of that. So as a result, I think sometime after episode 100, 101, somewhere around there, I'm going to be just stepping back for a little while so that I can focus on getting that off to the strongest start possible. And, um, I'm going to miss doing this every minute <laughs> oh, as I'm doing the other, because this has just been, I can't, uh, 100 is a just staggering number and just yeah. blows my mind that I, when we started this thing, I couldn't imagine doing more than like 17. Yeah. I was like, <laughs> we've got what a is, good, what, like, is it, what is there to talk about? We've yeah. got a good 17 episodes in us, but uh, now here we are. Uh, that we're, we're like running long on episode 99, which is yeah. a beautiful thing. <laughs> so, um, so yeah, so I'm, once that gets rolling, things get moving, and things are uh, get, get acclimated in that project, which really just means a lot to me. He's a writer who uh, affects me like as a person, makes me uh, – he writes essays, he writes poetry, he writes novels that really – have shaped who I am and it feels like a project that I'm very drawn to doing. It just means a lot to me. And so I'm going to be working on that. And then once that gets moving, then I'll be entering back into the, to the fold here. Um, maybe not every single episode, but definitely on a semi-regular basis um, and as regular as possible. Right. And so. Johnny, Johnny and I are going to try to bring some interesting voices in um, to not replace Tim because Tim, you are ir- irreplaceable. But just to like Fran Drescher, is that what you mean by interesting voices? Or? Yes, I, I, I think that Fran Drescher is available. Okay, uh, I hear that Roseanne is available. Maybe we'll get Roseanne. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> the lady yes. who played Janice on uh, Friends. Yes. Um, Come on, Andy Wildly. <laughs> that was amazing. Um, so yeah, Tim. Godspeed on that, and uh, I'm, I'm sure you. it won't be as good as this podcast. No, I'm just kidding. Mm, yeah, uh, it, it, sounds, it sounds amazing. <laughs> I can't wait to listen to it. And yeah, and we're not going to miss you because we're still going to be texting you every day. 
Uh, please. I was that was I actually had like anxiety about telling you guys when I decided to do this because like what if they cut me out of the, the text message me. thread? <laughs> yeah, what if they stop texting me? Yeah. How um, do you know we haven't? <laughs> oh uh, no. <laughs> uh, cool. Yeah. So awesome. that's that's happening, and I'm very excited, very passionate about this. Yeah, and I'm very grateful to you guys for well, being understanding of of that until I get things kind of situated where I can be be doing both. Well, um, if, yeah, we'll fully have links to that podcast once once there are links to provide provide for it. So yeah, it's a I think it our website if I, and I'm trying to remember it. Uh, it's uh, membership pod.com is mm. the name of the website. So it's under construction. So if you go there, there's not going to be anything, but um, the membership is what the people in these novels call their community of people that live in this town. So, mm. um, so it's the podcast is called the membership, a Wendell Berry podcast that uh, we're, we've got a lot of cool plans, a lot of cool interviews that we're, we're working on. So, and Very cool. we're going to work our way through a lot of his work. So hmm. a lot of his writing. Yeah, so that is it for me. So. All right. Andy, how about you? Well, uh, biggest main announcement I think I just want to make real quickly is that since we recorded last, uh, pre-order, pre-orders are now available for Plumbago 4. So um, we think we have all the content we need. We're just kind of like Harry and I are kind of editing and getting through it. Um, please pay uh, buy a pre-order to help us kind of pre-fund the print run, um, everything we need to actually like get it out the door and to you. Um, it would be so greatly appreciated, and it guarantees you availability of this um, of this issue. So we'll make sure not to print less than we have demand for uh, up front. So um, we're going to um, keep this going on until we actually start shipping the, um, the zine, which I'm hoping will happen um, the first or second week of July. Uh, I have a lot of folding and stapling and cutting to do. I actually still have a lot of layout to do, too, but it's going to be awesome. So get that done uh, and to do that go to plumbago.xyz or if you just go to our website erasable.us and click on uh, shop it should be there um, and along with that if you were holding out and waiting for the digital edition of issue three um, that is now available for purchase it's half the price of a paper issue which is five dollars um, so if you want that fiction and poetry issue in pdf form um, you can now buy that on the website um, but we still also have paper copies available too so that is that is there um, last thing I'll mention, these second two notes, I think, are very complimentary. Um, two amazing things happened last week. Uh, a, I went to Chicago to uh, go to Field Notes uh, to check out Field. I didn't go to Chicago specifically for that reason, but while I was there, I really wanted to check out the Field Notes store, um, Office HQ. And while I was there, I hung out with Mike Hagen, uh, our friend and, and colleague from Leadfast. Hey. So he's awesome. It was super fun to hang out with him. We hit up the Field Notes HQ. We, we hung out with Brian Bedell and um, Jim Kudall. That was really cool. He did not give us a peek at the, uh, the, the new Field Notes edition they just announced, which is a bummer, but I completely understand. Like, he, didn't, <laughs> he didn't let us go back in and see the shipping and packing area. And they, they, even, had, they even had paper like, over the window of that door, so there's no way you could see back there. Yeah. But it was that's it, awesome. Yeah, it was fun. Uh, Jim Kudal, super cool. Brian's really great. We just had a good a good chat. Uh, he, he did tell he did tell me that there are a bunch of um, special editions that they've made for other brands that are floating around floating out there in the world that has never been discovered on uh, in the Field Nuts group. 
Um, he gave me a hint to some of them that I'm going to keep to myself, but, um, yeah, I think that's, that's really cool that there's just so many like additions out there that the field nuts don't know about. Uh, and then Mike Hagen was great. We, um, we started off there and we, we had breakfast. Um, we went to field notes. We went to, uh, Greer, Chicago. Are you, are other of you familiar with this? Yeah. No. I've ordered stuff from them before. It's, um, it's kind of like if CW pencils sold other products besides pencils, um, it's like a little boutique gift shop, but everything is very, very much like in line with selling pencils. They have vintage, vintage Eberhard Faber pencils. Uh, they had a bunch of like fat school pencils from like the mid century through the eighties. Like they have that big thick Dixon one. Um, I picked up a few that, uh, Tim and Johnny, I'm going to send to you in case you've, in case you don't have it. Oh, yeah. Thanks, dude. Um, yeah, they're it's a cool store. Um didn't meet the owner, but I I think that she's in our group, so I'm going to reach out and say hi, but it's a that's a really cool store. So yeah, that was that was my trip to Chicago. Besides that, we ate at some really good restaurants and had a really good time. Sweet. Yeah. So um yeah, we should get into the the main topics. It's it's probably be pretty short today. We have um uh just a couple of things to mention. We're still rating on um our friend Chris Roth and the Write Notepads edition, uh, which are due out any time. But um, I just thought it would be cool if we talked about a couple of these things. Um, I think we may actually beat the pen addict in talking about three missions, but I could be wrong about that because <laughs> they sure do get those episode, episodes out fast. Um, <laughs> but first, um, machine. Yeah, yeah. First, maybe let's talk a little bit about um, the newest Blackwing edition. Um, it's volume one zero 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 one. Um, and we alluded to it a little bit, but uh, would anybody like to sort of like talk about the premise of it and where they where they got this number and the the concept for the pencil? Do you want to do you want to hit that up, Johnny or Tim? Um, I only barely understand it. Okay, <laughs> I can. I mean, yeah, Tim, go for it. I can do a passing job at it, but yeah, a, a Blackwing ten thousand one is uh, based on the Ken Ken puzzles, which is you know in the New York Times is the the only other everyday puzzle besides the crossword, right? I believe is so. That what, yeah, if I understood that correctly. Yeah, so it is a it's a puzzle that's kind of along the lines. I just did a little bit of research very recently uh, that it is because I've never done it myself, and now I want to try it. But it's very similar to a Sudoku, but kind of with an add an element. It's like a three dimensional Sudoku where you still are trying to create where where each line, each row and column has numbers one through whatever it can go from four all the way up to nine uh, and but on top of that the numbers have a sort of equation that goes with them to help you figure out which one goes there so it's like at least in my head it depends on how you think about it that it could either either help you more than sudoku that sudoku is more just kind of like make a bunch of guesses and this one if you're good at math that you can do it quicker you know i don't know if that makes sense mm-hmm. because you've got these clues but again i haven't done it and i want to <laughs> so i will figure it out but uh but these the uh, the Ken Ken puzzle was designed by I believe it was a, a Japanese uh, a Japanese teacher who created this to help his students uh, in math class to as like, as like a little game to help them practice their math skills and they yes the ten thousand and one but uh you know the ten thousand and one is expressed in Japanese uh, script or yeah. Japanese, Japanese figures, which is super cool. And the uh, the color, and I don't have them in front of me. I ordered mine. 
mine don't get here until Friday or Thursday, actually. So I'll get them in a couple days. But I, w- I will say that the color looks way better in person than it does in photographs. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's like, like a, a it's like a red stain. Yeah. Oh gosh, I'm so excited. I'll yeah. say that I'm more excited to get these. Um, I I haven't been excited to get an edition like this since probably the 530, mm. I think. Hmm. was the last one that I was this excited just to try because it like but the look of it I think the 530 was mostly the black band around the feral that I was so excited about it was the same 602 core which made me excited but then we had the um, 205 which I was not excited about um, really at all the J edition the 73 has become like my favorite edition but when it came out I was kind of like oh cool (laughs) all right you know fine I wasn't like really pumped up about it and then since then we've had the one which um I was excited that it was round, but mm-hmm. also I just wasn't. <laughs> that's about where it stopped. Yeah, and then, I don't know. Just since <laughs> then, um, yeah, just since then, I haven't been haven't been wowed and haven't been like really anticipating one because before that we had, I mean, gosh, the first run of them, especially the, uh, I feel like the the best run in my opinion was the twenty four, and sorry to say this in front of you guys, but twenty four into the fifty six, just because of the. Joe DiMaggio uh, connection with 20, 24 into 56 into 344 into 530. It was an amazing run of four editions that I really loved. And then yeah. since then, there's been some that I've enjoyed, but not any that I anticipated as much. So I, I think this is a – I'm eager to see them. Yeah. Uh, and I'm eager – and I'm really eager to feel the texture of it. And I'd like to hear you guys talk about the texture of the, of the pencil. If it still feels – does it feel like a 211 kind of or does it have more Ooh. of a grit to it? I would say, um, Johnny, it's. Would you agree? It's a. It feels a little bit more lacquered to me. To, to me, it feels lacquered like the Palomino HBs feel lacquered. Hmm. Okay. I, bet, I don't know if it feels that thick, or maybe it's just in your head because that you can be. see the wood grain. I feel like I can feel it, but now mm. I'm sitting here, I'm stroking the pencil, and I do not <laughs> feel it. Whoa, whoa, whoa! Do so. that on your own time, Johnny. But um, whatever they Get put on here is definitely a lot thinner. Get a than, room. You know. <laughs> It's thinner than um, you know, several coats of colored lacquer. It's also so, hard and hard primer. to it's also hard to okay. tell because I I don't know if Tim if you mentioned this, but what's what the big big distinguisher in this pencil is is that it's a five sided pencil. It's a mm-hmm. pen, pentagonal instead I, of a hexagonal. I didn't mention that. Yeah, um, penta pencil. Yeah. So as as Johnny mentioned, it has bigger sides. Um, each side is a little bit like longer, but. It's that they're at sharper angles. So some people have not found a grip that they like. I think if you have smaller hands, it's a little bit better to grip. Um, but I, it's, I think that that probably affects the way it feels um, because you're getting like a broader surface when you, when you're when you're pitting your pencil. Um, but yeah, I, I, I think it looks gorgeous. Yeah. Yeah, I think this is their sharpest print job ever. Yeah, it looks so good. Yeah, which and is so great. When I first saw them, I wanted a pink eraser, but mm. I think that would have been wrong. This is good. Yeah, it's black, right? Mm-hmm. Yep. I'm just looking at the pictures because I mean I have them in front of me, but yeah, um, it's a beautiful, beautiful pencil. And yeah. I think it's just like really, it's simple but also interesting, which is mm-hmm. a good, good, good balance for them. So. To me, this is one of those pencils that when somebody who's not into pencils or specifically into black wings will see it, you know, it will be like 
like weird like the volume one like like that's a weird looking pencil like this will be a beautiful weird looking pencil (laughs) this will be a like very classic looking like ooh, look at that pencil kind of like divorced from its like special meaning so absolutely yeah do you guys have the having them in hand when you have them do you have the itch to say like buy another box are they that good for you or are you just enjoying them as is and just think you're good i think i will buy another box and i there's only been maybe like three editions that i've i've done that with yeah. That says a lot. Yeah, I'm gonna probably get another box at Bob's Slate next week. Yeah, yeah. If they have them, or I wind up, I'll wind up going back multiple times and buying enough singles that I've got another box. Yeah, <laughs> which is fine. It that has works. the it has the One 602 core, which I think fits it really nicely because it's not super soft, but it's not like because the grip is a little weird on it. Like I like how it lays down a like a like enough ink or ink. Oh, God. <laughs> what? Watch your dirty mouth, Wellfly. Get the uh, F out. <laughs> it's been a long day. Better fill up for that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, it lays down enough uh, lead where I think, yeah, it like it's not super firm, but it's not super soft. So um, mm. to me, I always think the 602 is more of a more of an actual balanced core rather than the pearl. Um, yeah. For me. You're right. <laughs> but yeah. Yeah. I'm a, I'm a big fan of this and I think the execution was super good and I love that it was completely out of left field for most people. Oh yeah. Yeah. A, yeah. I'd never heard of Ken Ken before. I have a feeling that I will be wanting another box of these, but I'm going to wait until I actually get them in hand just because yeah. of that pentagonal shape that I'm mostly concerned about just because I, I'm such a, yeah, I don't know. I feel is like seventy percent of it for me. Like with how I'm, like how it feels while I'm holding it. You know, like yeah. there are some. I've used some really like renowned fancy fountain pens or and stuff that like everybody loves and they loved for fifty years. And then I use it. And I'm like this little thing, this tiny <laughs> little thing about it drives me crazy. Yeah, uh, and I can't do it. I can't hold it or I can't use it. So yeah, I'm, I'm gonna wait until I get them and then. But I, but just by based on looks, I, I want. Feel like I'm, my hoarding instinct is gonna <laughs> kick it, in. My hoarding impulse is gonna kick in. Yeah. Johnny is a self-professed fat finger person. Um, how do you feel about the grip? So, when I use it, it's not like a round pencil or, or a triangular pencil where you're like, you know, I'm not using a hex pencil. You're, every once in a while, you're like, something's weird about this. It's not painful. It's just kind of weird. Mm-hmm. So okay. I found it a little distracting. But I think I hold my pencil sort of right, yeah. you know, quote unquote. So that could have something to do with it. Okay. I okay. That's interesting. I'm there. Uh, and now I totally forgot what I was going to say. Hmm. Crap. No <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> no worries. <laughs> you can edit edit that out. I had something very profound I was going to say, and then I uh, lost Just left it. you. So, yep. Left me. Uh, anything more to say about this before we move on to the three, up and left me. three missions? Uh, no. Oh, we didn't mention the subscriber extra, which was um, oh yeah, some Ken Ken puzzles printed on nice paper. That was cool. <laughs> I'm probably never going to do those because just nope. the just thinking about all that math makes my head hurt. So nope. <laughs> I don't know how many times in a school year I will say the sentence "not a math guy" or the fragment "not a math guy." Uh, <laughs> In class, where I'll I'll say I'll make a fool of myself by being like, 
you know, that's <laughs> whatever. It'll be like, yeah. that's 20 days away. I'm like, what? That's four weeks. And they'll be like, well, my students will look at me like, what? I'm like, not a math guy. I'm <laughs> sorry. No, I meant almost three weeks. <laughs> almost three weeks away. Yeah. Cool. So, yeah. So, I am um, excited to get these in. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, so the next, uh, the next thing and the last thing we'll mention here today is, uh, the new field notes, which we are recording on a Tuesday. It was announced yesterday, Monday. Um, and it is called three missions and, um, I'll, I'll just start off by saying it. Some people were complaining that it is space themed, um, space force edition, space force edition. It, it's, uh, it's celebrating, um, the, uh, the three, like, programs to the moon the mercury the gemini and the apollo programs um they have uh, i have i don't none of us have this in hand yet johnny you're getting yours tomorrow i'm getting mine on yeah, fr- yeah. on friday um but they look what? yeah they look That's, very sorry. similar kind of in um uh execution to america the beautiful they both they all look kind of half-toned mm-hmm. but i don't know i won't know that until i see it um, and just even like that they're a graphic print yeah, on the cover. It's a graphic print on the cover. Yeah. And people are complaining like, oh, we've had Night Sky. We've had Lunacy. They're all space themed. This one. So what? It's yeah. So cool. First of all, space is awesome. Secondly. Space th- is the best, people. Come <laughs> yeah. on. To me, to me, this this is less space and more like nostalgia Americana only because like it's kind of celebrating this like this really amazing space program that we used to have um you know, the middle of last century <laughs> that has gone by the wayside. Um, so, in fact, it comes with a subscriber extra, which is uh, similar to uh, America Beautiful. It comes with a water transfer decal that's perfect yeah, for your yeah. laptop that says, let's go back to the moon with a picture of an astronaut. And so next year is the 50th anniversary of the moon landing. Yeah. So I don't know why they did it this why year. It's this year. Yeah, who knows? Um, uh, were they afraid they wouldn't be around next year? Yeah. Like, I hope this isn't like prescient or something. Yeah. No. So, um, it's what's an anniversary. Yeah. Yeah. That's what I say every year. I'm like, what's exactly. an anniversary? I'm just kidding. Yeah. No, <laughs> but so, so I'm excited about, um, uh, the insides. They're using, um, they're using a white graph paper with a very light, uh, gray graph on it. It's a full graph. Yeah. Um, but music it's to my ears. Yeah. But it's very light. Um, I think Johnny, are you the one who mentioned that it sounds like maybe they were listening to people complaining about the very heavy reticle graph in the last edition? Well, I wondered if the, if the phrase very lightly aligned was in a kind of like, yeah, to yeah. people like me who complain about it, but <laughs> I'm just glad they're not screwing with the paper. Yeah. So no matter what, you know what you're getting. Yeah. They're just differently colored and really cool. Yeah. And so the extra, it's not a subscriber extra, but every pack comes with punch outs for the capsules that astronauts return to Earth in. Yeah. Which is so freaking They're cool. They're really that cool looking. super cool. Yeah. That is super cool. So, uh, yeah, it's it's a gorgeous addition. Um, I think we, we all probably can't talk much about it because we don't have it in hand, but um, soon. Um, I just realized that... Um, the Mercury Atlas Six mission to the Moon that is like the most, in my opinion, the best looking cover uh, happened to my birthday, but just uh, twenty one years before I was born, <laughs> which is really cool. So I'm sure that there's a design term for this, but in on several of the covers, the image goes over top of the Field Notes logo, yeah, which looks so cool. Yeah, I yeah. don't know. Do you it, guys know what that's called? It's got to have a name. It reminds me a lot of, um, you know, like Time Magazine or something when the, like, cutout of the person 
kind of like goes over the masthead. And this is mm-hmm. kind of that mm-hmm. same thing. Oh, I, yeah. I, I would just call it like a like an overlay or whatever. But it really makes it pop, I think. Um, yeah. I have not bought a pack of field or pack of like limited edition field notes in a while yeah. actually it's been like a year i think since i bought like a a new edition there's some that i've I gotten really close like coastal i got really close and then the reticle just made me run but um <laughs> i'm gonna buy this one like 100 yeah. and i'm gonna and actually our we have this barbershop downtown johnson city now that sells field notes and i don't know why but they sell it for any regular edition is nine bucks and any uh special edition Special edition is 11. So, wow. Don't tell the world this. You should hoard that to yourself. Yeah, they don't have a website, so I'm <laughs> safe. But, um, so, I'm going to, as soon as they get them in, I'm going to go and buy a couple packs of these because I grew up, uh, my dad and I, like one of our like early bonds, we had like a few things that we bonded on early. Uh, it was the Three Stooges, David Letterman, uh, and the space program. <laughs> Those are the things That's that we awesome. like. I remember staying up late watching David Letterman with my dad. I remember like watching Three Stooges, and then I remember going on trips to like uh, Cape Canaveral and going to uh, to Houston and and seeing the museums there. And yeah, and so and I was uh, obsessed with the movie Apollo thirteen when I was a kid. And we're just <laughs> like I, I was fascinated by this whole world. I still have like models of them that I had built when I was a kid. So I, I was tickled when I saw this. Like yeah. absolutely tickled. So I'm, I'm going to pick up a few of these for sure. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's, uh, as I mentioned on the last episode with Larry Grimaldi, um, America, the beautiful was the, the, the edition that made me sort of like take notice of the colors editions and to Mm -hmm. see that they were like, there were so many interesting printing things they could do with it because it's a celebration really of just like different printing methods. And this to me is such a, um, just like a callback to the America the Beautiful. And in fact, when we were in, when Mike Mike Hagen and I were in the Field Notes HQ, we were talking to Jim Kudal, and he goes, like, we, I didn't even ask him for a spoiler, but I told him my story about how much I loved America the Beautiful, and he's like, I think that you're going to like this new edition then. Um, <laughs> oh, yeah, so cool. that, that very graphical cover is just one of my favorites. So, I think my favorite is the one with the, the Saturn V pod. Mm. Uh, Covering yeah. up the part of the E and the S, I think that's my my favorite. It's hard to not pick the one with the the launch. You know the uh, yeah. Is it the Mercury oh, yeah. launch with the flames coming out the bottom? I mean, that's really amazing. But yeah. that something about that middle one and it's like asym like asymmetry that I just oh god I love yeah. it. So yep. So good job, field notes. Uh, this is I'm I'm interested. I I can't remember any of the other complaints that I've seen people have with it, just other than. Like it's space themed, and we've already had two space themed ones. Um, so other than that, I don't, I don't know what the complaint is, but I'm get um, a job, people. Yeah. <laughs> well, they weren't really space themed; they were things <laughs> to see from else. Earth. Yeah. This is the only one where anyone goes anywhere. Yeah, I, and and weirdly, I did not think about it as much as a. Uh, and this is going to sound really strange, but just as a a space themed one as like a. America, like a, it almost seemed like patriotic in a way. It was Absolutely. like this is like a milestone. It wasn't just about like the moon or yeah. stars. It was this is this amazing thing we did. Well, there's that there's we literally of and we should pay attention to. There's literally an astronaut saluting the American flag on one of them. Yeah, on the, on the <laughs> yeah, moon, I, yeah. <laughs> which would normally turn me off immediately, but this time did not. I was just like, yeah. wow, this is cool. Yeah. So I don't. I I think it's, it's really yeah. cool. It fits right in with Field Notes' kind of like overall brand and sort of like nostalgic look at America's history. So, yeah, cool. 
All right, guys, anything else we should mention about that before we button it up? No, I don't think so. Like so. Yeah, right. We didn't mm-hmm. we didn't mention this is very minor, but it's we didn't mention that it is graph, did we? Um, yeah. a little bit. We just mentioned that it's, it's um, I just know we talked about it being lighter lines, yeah. but it's it's a it's a graph, a light gray graph which like in my head it's like the perfect graph. Yeah. I'm, I'm very excited about that. It it kind of uh, does what what I think a reticle a good reticle grid should do, which is like provide a lot of guidance but then just like step out of the way. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. And so that light, light gray, <laughs> that extremely light gray, as they say. Um, yeah. I'm looking forward to trying it and seeing if it does that. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Digging it. Cool. All right. Well, um, thank you all for joining us. Um, we will be back with a special episode, um, hopefully in about two weeks, for episode 100. Uh, I think you are going to like what we have to put together. Um, and then, uh, then we kicked him out. And finally, we, <laughs> gosh, it's the sweet release of death, dead, dead weight on the end of this <laughs> podcast. <yeah. laughs> no. Um, so yeah. Um, Tim, where can people find you on the internet? You can find me on Twitter at Tim Wassum. You can find me on Instagram at Timothy Wassum. And soon you can find me at membership pod on both of those things. So. Awesome. And, uh, Johnny, how about you? I am at PencilRevolution.com and on Instagram and Twitter at PencilUtion. How about you, sir? Andy. Uh, Andy. I am, <laughs> sir uh, Andy. Can you say my name again in that uh, Janice voice from Friends? <laughs> I don't know if I could do it on command. <laughs> <laughs> Andy. <laughs> nope. I'll just have to. <laughs> Andy Bing. <laughs> <laughs> I are in your first name, Woo. Andrew Bing. <laughs> Andrew Bing. <laughs> I am on uh, the internet at uh, woodclinch.com or uh, Facebook or Instagram as A. Wilfley, uh, my first initial, my last name. Uh, and this is the Erasable Podcast. Uh, episode 99 show notes and audio can be found at erasable.us slash 99. Um, find uh, our Facebook group where you can uh, find an order form for custom erasable community pencils at facebook.com slash groups slash erasable. Uh, our official mouthpiece on Facebook, of course, is uh, the page Erasable Podcast. Uh, we're on Twitter and Instagram as uh, at Erasable Podcast. Uh, please give us a review if you if you like the show. Rate re- rate us, review us, and other fine stationary podcasts that helps us be found uh, more easily by others looking for a podcast and helps us grow. Um, we'd love that. So um, thank you for joining us, and we will see you again with episode one hundred. The intro music for the Erasable Podcast is graciously provided by This Mountain, a collaborative folk rock band from Johnson City, Tennessee. You can check out their music at www.thismountainband.com.